1: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Nina Kaza Show. Oh my God, what a fucking fantastic result. Look where we are, sat pretty at the top. Look where Everton are right now. It finished 5-2 at Anfield. No squeaky bum time. No last minute winner from Divock Origi. 5-2 it finished. Yes, you heard that right. Um, Awesome, awesome result. It's lit. But you know what? Our subscribers are clearly night owls or depending where they live because we have got so many live listeners right now so that is absolutely awesome but guess what it's not about me it's about the callers and the incredible guests so without further ado let me introduce them to you. First up I am delighted to be joined by um A fellow podcaster and a writer on AI. You must have heard him many a times on the India podcast. It's probably stupid o'clock over there. He watched the Reds. A massive effort for our global fans. I have so much respect for them. First up is Aditya Narayan. I just call him Adi. Adi, welcome to the show.
2: Welcome, Nin. Not quite stupid o'clock. I'm, I'm in Europe right now, so a lot better than Ah, India.
1: shit. I just beat you up for <laughs> nothing. I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to like weigh down on that. No, but it's an absolute honour having you on, Adi. Really looking forward to hearing what you have to say and all that good stuff. And joining, Adi, oh, this is awesome. Um, a recent recruit on AI. He does the comic podcast. It is Dave Horrocks. I got your name right, Dave.
3: Oh, you let me down there, Nita. I was, I was just waiting for that. I was waiting with bated breath. And you got my <laughs> name right. So, he made uh, it easy for you by
1: changing it. We <laughs> did change, except that he's thought Thank you, Thank
3: <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I realised someone, uh, yeah, pinged ping me and was like, "Oh no, it's, it's a
1: different Dave H. You know, not not AI, AI legend Dave H. A, a different one. Uh, you're still a legend. You're still a legend. And you know who I am? I'm Louis van Hal. Did he once refer to Chris Smalling as David Smalling in a press conference? And someone had to <laughs> "You know, that was the most relatable that Louis van Hal has you, ever been for are, me. You
4: are, you are Van Gaal, pretty much. That is, you do all the behaviour as well, diving on the floor."
1: <laughs> do you want to go away, producer? I thought you're sick.
4: <laughs> I am, but I can't help tec- it. Tec- the back.
1: Right, you know what, guys? Go. We have some, we have some callers. But before I get to the callers, I want to know what my, what my, um, uh, my, my guests are feeling. So, Adi, how do you feel after that? Just give me your emotion.
2: Yeah, it's nice not to have uh, to wait for a 85th, 90th minute goal. I mean, good that we finished it off. Uh, and the ultimate mistake: no Salah, no Firmino. Uh, and, and we still put them in the relegation zone. We have as many wins as they have points. So, yeah, perfect night.
1: Absolutely. We'll get to the um, team line-up and all that good stuff. If one of our callers don't touch on it as well. And what about yourself, Dave?
2: I am
3: pacing up and down my front room. I am full of nervous energy. I hate these derbies. They, I know we haven't had a Why? bad record. Well, well, we haven't had a bad record, but I remember, you know, they used to get good results when they had the old dogs of war and everything. So... Just trying to get rid of all that nervous energy. Because even at 4-2, I was a little bit nervous. And I thought, you know, I picked the wrong day to quit drinking. So, but I'm absolutely delighted.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. At 4-1, I thought, ooh, maybe I could get a head start on my skincare. But, oh, no, we just had to fucking concede another <laughs> goal. And I was <laughs> like, shit, i got to watch. And, I, I, yeah, I, I, I know that feeling. But like I said, guys, it is about the callers. Let's bring our first one in. In, um, uh, I'm delighted to be joined by Chris Singh. Chris, are you there? Me? Oh, hey, Chris. How okay, are you?
0: Yeah. I'm good. How are you, Nina? Yeah, first time caller on the show. Um, you're kind of cutting in and out on me. But um, what, what what a massive result for the Reds today. We ruined <laughs> another Christmas for Ever- Everton. That's like, what, two, three years in a row? Um, But I had a general question about one player in particular, specifically with Shakiri. Um, what do you guys think about his performance? And does his performance warrant a start at the weekend to rest Salah for Salzburg? Because personally, I would wrap Salah in cotton wool and just maybe bring him on against Bournemouth maybe 20 minutes to go and then keep him fresh and fit for uh, the Champions League fixture.
1: I love that. A uh, really, really excellent question. Um, yeah, we are having some technical issues there. You were quoting that for me as well, but I got, I got the main gist uh, of your converse, um, of your question and your points there. I mean, I, I pretty much am now of of the belief that um Everton fans see Divock Origi as the Grinch who stole Christmas. Uh, there's no two <laughs> ways about it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Absolutely, Um, I I absolutely do feel that I mean, it's a great question And you know what, Um, Adi, I will come to you first Talk to me about Shakiri. He's been out for a really long time I think, you know, um, what Chris is saying there is You know, we're looking at um, First of all, I thought the front three played well in general But, um, you know, with with Mo Salah being out um, You know, not being in the best of form Do you think Shakiri might be the guy that we kind of turn to? Because this time last year he was in, you know ridiculous form. What do you think? I think he played really well today.
2: Yeah, I think it was really good. Um, especially, especially second half, I think, uh, on the ball, he was he was outstanding. Uh, I think uh, a part of Chris's question I heard was whether Shakiri would start at the weekend, uh, if I caught it right.
3: Um, I think so, yeah.
2: All right. Uh, I, I, I think the way that Lop generally deals with these people who come back from injury I don't think Shakiri will play two games in four days. Mm. Um, because that's generally how he's dealt with it. He dealt with, you know, Naby Chamberlain. No chance. No chance. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think he'd start at the weekend. But again, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing option to have. Um, you know, last few weeks we've thrown Ox uh, out on the right and he's not really done too much. Uh, so it, it's a big option to have now, especially at this time of the year. Big option to have to to have Shakiri st- slot straight in at, the, at that right wing um, and I thought he was very good today uh, uh, especially uh, you know second half I don't think I don't think origi had the, the biggest impact after halftime and you know Shakiri got the ball ran at Lucas Dean uh, some mad mad attackers as well uh, which I love uh, set pieces were, were really good as well so overall mm. I think for someone who came in first game in what three months played a full 90 minutes uh i thought he was he was reasonably good uh, tracking back as well which is which is a problem that uh, some people have had with him so uh coming back from injury first game back really really, really good performance
1: yeah, I have to work all that. Dave, I'm going to come to you because I, you know, um, uh, naturally you kind of wander onto Twitter and I saw the most hilarious tweet from a very, very serious person actually, Chris Williams. We all know him from the Gag and Pressing podcast. Of course, a Liverpool fan as well. And he goes, I've kind of noticed, um, Shakiri seems to have a full head of hair.
5: And as
1: you know, like basically, singing, as he had a hair transplant whilst he's been out, you know, recovering. I mean, it certainly looked fuller. I'm not gonna lie, you know, it it did look like a full head of hair. Talk to me about Shakiri because I mean, I think what Adi said, they're great on set pieces. You know, the fact that Klopp made a massive change to the front three is only the one sure starter in Mane and it still kind of blended and it kind of, you know, performed in a really, really positive way. And he got a goal as well, his intelligence.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I can't. uh, The trouble is, his performance was one-upped by the hair. I mean, there's no alleged hair transplant at all about it. He has definitely had a hair transplant, and it looks great. And I I thought he played okay in the first half. I, I just thought he did a steady job. But kind of everyone was overshadowed by, you know, what was going on down the left. But that second half, I just love the way he plays with that arrogance and that nonchalance. Oh, he's just fantastic to watch. Some of those flicks. And he just gives you something a little bit different. And, yeah, I I think it was a massive signal for us tonight to just say, look, we do have a squad. I know we, we like to have that settled front three and back four, and then he changes the midfield a little bit. And so people were throwing themselves off the ledge a little bit with Twitter. But... You know, Shaqiri absolutely deserves his place in that squad.
1: Mm-hmm. And just to kind of um add on to that, of course, you know, Chris Singh's um, initial question, um Adi pretty much said that Klopp won't play Shaqiri back-to-back. But you look at where Liverpool are right now. They have a game... Um, over the weekend against Bournemouth, I believe, three o'clock kickoff, and then that yep. you know, that must not lose game against Salzburg. So you know, um I think Chris's question was does Shaq's performance warrant like a back-to-back start to wrestle off for Salzburg? What do you think?
3: I I don't think he will because um I mean there's there's so many great kind of sports scientists on on this uh on the AI they'll know a lot more about it than I would. But I would think, considering he's not really had any first-team football for such a long time, to play a full 90 tonight and then go and do it again on a, and then start on a Saturday, I, I just can't see Klopp doing that. I can give you what I
4: think, Nin, that will happen after, you know, talking to Saifers. Seeing,
1: seeing as you're dying, come on, you know I need some highbrow analysis. I, 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 highbrow I, highbrow. I, I, I
4: think Mo and I think the first team plays the next two now back to back and then the next time you'll see maybe Origi and um and de shack is is Watford at home again it's it's the bottom club it's everton levels of football um you may see two of them or just one of them uh, and it, obviously as well it's it's tuesday to saturday as well so there's three days rest there but you might just see mostly most of them back to back maybe trent or one of them gets a rest maybe gomez comes in for lovren the weekend stuff like that might happen might see Nabby. Uh, but I think the front three will play in the next two. Or actually, Mane might get a bit of a rest, and Bobby and, and um, Salah play. So he basically gets to rest them all. He's just managing them really well. Like the biggest impressive thing was that we didn't have Mo or Bobby, and this is like this is like the Barcelona strike force, right? This is this is the three that destroyed Barca. And like, how can we? It's it's just it's just amazing. It's just am- they are just unreal together. They play so well. Like mm. this is a real combination. I know Everton is shit, but you know if we had a better midfield, these three at home against a not so good team, you'd be confident, wouldn't you? So it gives Klopp a few reasons, I think against teams that aren't that good, it's not going to be intense. And remember, a lot of this, a lot of this league is is trash. It really is trash. So. I think I think he's got some options now. I feel a bit better about about it, if I am honest. So I don't think we should worry too much. That's I was shitting myself a lot, but there is a lot of shit in this <laughs> league. So I think I am going to be okay if he if he's going to play like this. I think the only thing that's left is Naby. That's the only thing that's left that will calm the shit out of everybody, and everyone will be totally happy. Keep winning three points, and I think you'll find a, a, a fan base that won't have much more to moan about him.
1: No, absolutely. I think one of the biggest concerns were, and I'm sure the lads will agree here as well, and I'll bring Chris in in a second, was the fact that if something happens to the front three, wrap them up with we Cottonwood, we'll, what's going to happen? And the fact that these guys have taken their chance and played so well, yeah, it is Everton, but still, you know, the fact that they've not played together in such a long time, I think the Barcelona game, like Gags is just kind of a source there, was the last time they played together, which was way back way in April. And, At some and moment, by the way,
4: Everton's still a game that's dangerous because it's a derby. anything can happen.
1: Anything can happen, so you know so credit to them, and the fact that you know these guys have come in and they've kind of showed up i mean chris i'm going to come to you you've heard what the panel said you've you've heard what Gads said from speaking to Cyberundish and you know them to doing the fatigue index and the chronic load and all that good stuff. Chris, what do you think I'll let you have your say I mean, would you start Shakiri in uh, in the game against them um, uh, Bournemouth, or do you agree with what the lads are saying that a double rest?
0: Um, I think that Klopp might just go with his tried and trusted front three. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I think just because the Salzburg game is coming up, you want those three clicking and we tend to always put four and five past Bournemouth when we play them. And that's where Sala really gets his shooting boots on. I wouldn't be surprised if Sala if he starts, he ends up with a hat trick at the weekend and then can see if they can carry that over to the next game. But I actually would prefer Klopp to make changes, maybe drop Mane and put Shaq in, or maybe do another formation change today. Like they went with the 4-2-3-1 with Salah at the nine and um, Shaq out on the wing. But I don't think he's going to do any rotation for the front three at the weekend, even though we want that really badly. But I would like to see Nabby step into the midfield to give Genie a rest because that's two games in a row. I think Genie has done the full 90. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to rotate the front three. Um, I would like him to. But um, my main hope is that if he does, Shaq comes in, Mane drops out. And if we do rotate anyone in the midfield, it would be Genie coming out and Keda or Ox coming in.
1: For sure, absolutely. I think laws would agree with you on that as well. Rotation is absolutely key, and we definitely do want to see more. Okay, so well, Chris, thank you so much for calling. All
0: right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. No. I know it's pretty late over there. Cheers,
1: Chris. It? No problem, Chris. Thank you so much for calling us, and do call again. All
0: right, thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Thank you. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk about Mo and I'm going to rub my hands introducing the next guest. This guy is the doppelganger. Actually, he actually got mistook for Mo Salah um, uh, in, in the museum. Um, it's a new friend of mine, Josue. Welcome to the show. I felt like a celebrity hanging out with you last week.
5: <laughs> Thanks for that intro, but hey, I just... I don't have half the hair he has, nor the beard. It's it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, there's been a couple of times where it's just like, no, it's just, uh, I'm Latino. It's a different continent, man. Like, I'm not Mo Salah here. But, yeah, thanks for the intro, Nina. It's,
1: it's an honour to have you on. Um, so, come on, talk to me. Uh, thoughts from that game? What are you feeling? Questions? Anything? I-
5: for, for, first of all, I have to say that Sadio Mane is an absolute beast. Those two weighted passes, absolutely messy. like Those things are incredible. I'm like, are you kidding me? I got my girlfriend. I'm just like, listen, this is, is that Messi plan or is that Sadio Mane? You know, those, <laughs> the way, She's not you know, impressed. But the way he weighted those passes with his left foot too, I'm just like, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like how that after you scored that goal, I said, you know what, this is mad in the match right there. Forget it, end the game because this man is mad in the match. I don't, I don't care what happens after this. But um, yeah, it was a fantastic win. Yeah, the the Merseyside Derby makes gives me like you guys said before, it makes us a little nervous because sometimes you don't know what to expect. You don't know if 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 the Blues are going to show up and do something. But luckily, they gave us a bit of a scare. But we we're just we we're just too much. And, uh, but coming, coming to, to a question I have, uh, our boy, uh, Lalana. Lalana, you know, how how do we feel about his performance? Um, Usually, we don't really want to see him that much near the team a lot and stuff like that. So, um, but he's Klopp's boy, like, you know, he he always turns to him. So I was just wondering how, how we feel about his performance.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Um, let's <clears throat> let's talk about Lalana because Dave, I'm going to come to you first on this one because when I saw his name, I shit my pants because I thought if he's playing DM, I'm not ready to watch this game. Uh, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just not going to happen. So talk to me about Lalana. I mean, for me, um, I want to get your thoughts, but I thought he covered a lot of the ground pretty well. Also, he was very smart for the first goal because he's the one that sort of gave the ball to Mane let him off the run. Um talk to me about Lalana, just in general. I thought it was parts good, parts really bad. Like him trying to turn in his own half and stuff. It's just standard Lalana stuff in some regards.
3: Yeah, I think I think both him and Lovren had very similar games actually. Mm. I I think they they you know we know we've seen them for years now, haven't we? We know exactly what we're gonna get from them. So we're gonna get, you know, <clears throat> 70 to 80% good. And then there's going to be the occasional uh, ridiculous thing. I mean, I love the way Lallana controls the ball. He just looks so good on it. But then you know what you're going to get? You're going to get a few Cruyff turns in silly areas and he's going to lose, lose the ball and, and then we're going to be in transition and on the back foot. And so he did that a couple of times, which frustrated me. Uh, Ali McCoyston, the commentary, when he went off, he was saying, oh, what, how great he was playing. And, you know, he's putting a shift. And he, he did run his socks off, to be fair. But I just thought it was a, a kind of a bit of a six out of ten for me. I, I think it was just a Lalana game. He he didn't do mm. anything particularly terribly, but you know, I'm glad he's in our second string now as opposed to our first team, which you know it was a few years ago.
1: Absolutely, and and Adi, I'm going to come to you on Lalana. Give me your thoughts because. I think, you know, um, Dave's absolutely spot on there. But, um, you know, like, he kind of mentioned Danny McCoy, said that was a commentary that we had and him having a really good game. The thing that I noticed about Lallana is he he doesn't hold his position well. And it's not a slight on him, but basically he wants to be exactly where the ball is. He wants to press. And he did actually put in some good pressing performances. And he did actually, you know, Take the ball off, you know, certain Everton players and stuff. So he does all that. But what I find is he he doesn't really. He's not really disciplined to stay in a position or a place. He just wants to be everywhere. So I mean, it can be a good thing, but sometimes it could be a really annoying thing as well.
2: Yeah, I think uh, that's why we played a more of a four two three one than a four three three. Especially in the first half, he mm. was definitely he was definitely the number ten rather than an eight. Uh, and yeah, I think I agree with everything that's been said. I thought he was, he was okay. With, his pressing was fine, um, covered a lot of ground. He always does all of this and he always does 3 million Cruyff turns and loses the ball all the time uh, and puts us <laughs> under pressure. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it was standard. I, I don't get, um, I mean, I, I was stuck with a stream on Chinese commentary, so I had, no, I have no idea what the commentator said about him, but uh I I don't get if Ali McCoy actually said that he had a great game and all. I'm not really sure that's accurate. Uh, He did a job. uh, I mean, pressed well, uh, ran his socks off and all of that. But uh, him being there was, uh, as you said, you know, being out of position and all that was a big reason that we had no control in midfield, even though we were 4-1 up. Um, I I thought both him and Milner weren't very good uh, overall. Uh, Six out of ten for me is pretty generous.
1: Oof. Okay, Josue, <laughs> Josue, I'm going to come to you. What did you make of Lallana? Uh, could yeah. you work into that varsity? Were you saying, oh, oh yeah. he's ravi <laughs> Yeah, okay.
5: Uh, no, honestly, I, like, like they just said, he was probably a 6 out of 10 per performance, um, but it just makes me wonder, like, okay, if he can give you a 6 out of 10, six out of 10 can, Kate, can Kate give you more? We're, we're, how about how about I, I uh, ask this? Can Kate uh, just Swap him right
1: there.
4: Where would Kata fit in there? Yes. I, and I'd you felt, did you get some nice dribbling yeah. as well. See, people thought Lallana when they saw him on the team sheet, they thought he's playing the six.
1: I yeah? died when I I thought everybody
4: that. thought he. Would, but look what he did. He did not play him at the six. Right, he played him attack midfield. That is that is Keita. That is Kater's role. You don't, you're not even putting a defensive burden on him. You say, go. He can hold it better. He can do Cruyff turns. He can pass it better. He can create better. Imagine what would happen in this game if Kater was playing and he was fully fit. I don't know if he is or not, but if he was, then he'd do better than Lolana. I can guarantee it. Yeah. But Lolana today was was just decent, just okay. I don't think there's anything to shout about for Adam. There was one part in the first off in the, in the, um, in the first half, where he's in the box, he does not need to do a flick. He just—it's two 0 He doesn't need to do a flick. He needs to hold it, turn nicely, and take a shot or play someone in in the box. Instead, he's trying to do stupid flicks. On the, it's two 0 Like the game's not over, as we saw. Then Bury really Everton went down the other end, and scored. D- these kind of things piss me off. Like, yeah, you know what? Shaq was doing it in the second half. It was four two, and maybe you know it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know we were looking a bit more comfortable. But at that point, just bury the game. We're on top. I don't think he's got that mentality. It's too... It's too... It's not cutthroat enough from him, I don't think. And I just think it's a real good thing that he's leaving at the end of this season.
1: you know That's what he is? He's done his job. He, he, he thinks he's a fancy cow, but he's not really a fancy cow.
4: OK, if there's anything... So I've,
3: every, I've got to hear what this means.
4: He's a yeah, fancy cow. So, fancy cow, you probably don't know, but this is one of her... Very. This is one of her affectionate praises towards people. She calls them fancy cows, right? So, as in, so you would think. Look,
1: you've heard of scruffy cow. You've heard of dirty cow. You've heard of messy cow. But have you ever heard of a fancy cow?
4: Okay, so we're going away from the topic of (laughs) Lalana. He's definitely not fancy cow. A cow, maybe, but not a fancy one. But yeah, at the end of the day, I just thought he slowed it down at times. You know, they were, I didn't see. Maybe the pressing will say that he was decent. I don't know, but I just don't. I just don't see the point. But the, the biggest, the biggest positive from Lallana today was that someone else got a rest.
1: Mm-hmm. Literally,
4: that is the positive.
3: I think. I think he had a decent part to play in that first goal, though, as well, didn't he? He was it the first goal where he was the one who broke out, and then he he did have a really nice way to pass to the to the left hand side to. Um, to Mane, and then Mane yeah. plays that ball in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, again, we just take for granted how well we can press, how well we can wait passes. Now, and, and I just think back to a few years ago. You know, even you know, two, three years ago, and we weren't seeing that. So, you know, Lalana stood out as being one of our better players. The, the fact that he just comes in to do a job for one game, I just think it's brilliant. I'm just salivating over this team,
2: for sure. Uh- just just one one other thing i think uh, with lalana the fact that he's given someone a rest and like gag said earlier there's so much trash in this league we can afford to play him in these games to give others a rest so it's it's nice that he's not getting injured as often as he did last last couple of years
1: yeah that's a great shout as well that is awesome well Josue, thank you so much for calling
5: no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate
1: it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Okay, and now, last episode, he was a guest. This week, he's a caller. Da, da, da. Justin Wells, welcome. How's it going? Isn't it fucking awesome?
5: <laughs> it's, it's great. All right, so there's two questions to ask, the first of which is around Everton and being an Everton. Supporter, put yourself in their shoes for a second. You go, you go to Anfield once per season. We get, we go to Goodison once per season. By a long shot, those are the two biggest games of your league season every single year. At this point, you know that you have no chance. How would you cope with the feeling of despair that being an Everton supporter would bring you? The second question comes back to Liverpool, though. In the first half of that match, Dejan Lovren has a ball hit him that Michael Keaton takes off of him for a goal passes a ball to, to uh, Deval for one of the most incredible goals, uh, for one of the most incredible passes we've seen all season, and clears a ball off the line. Is that a Dejan Lovren La- hat-trick?
1: Okay, uh, let's go with those questions. First things first, how would you deal with that if you're an Everton fan? What would you do? What would be your coping mechanism? I'm intrigued to hear what the panel have to say on this one, and I'll, I'll tell you how I would deal with it. And, you know, it's a very sensible way of dealing with things. Adi, I'm going to come to you. You're an Everton fan. Your season, your life, your whole year, your whole calendar, your whole social events depend on this. And last season, you had the bragging rights that you cost Liverpool the title. And this season, Liverpool might actually relegate you because you're in the relegation zone. How do you cope? What do you do? First
2: of all, I'm so glad this is hypothetical. Uh, but yeah, how do I deal with being an Everton fan? If I was, I stop watching football, uh, you know, uh, because you look you look over the past 10-15 years. Apart from one or two seasons when we've been shit, they've been even shitter. And when we've been good, they've, they've still been shit. <laughs> so uh, uh, no, I I, I don't I, I I pity Everton fans on some levels because uh, this is the biggest game of their season. Uh, and the, the circumstances in which they've lost derbies in recent years, you know, you, you go back to that Mane late Mane winner at Goodison. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was Origi doing his thing last year. Uh, got absolutely smashed today. Uh, so th- there's, there's no single way by, by which they haven't lost. Every way, the, the, the jammiest possible goals, uh, getting smacked up, uh, trying to injure Origi only for him to come back and score. Keep on scoring against them. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, if I was an Everton fan, I'd stop watching football, man. It, 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 uh, I, I see some of these replies uh, on Everton Twitter just, 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 because they're fun. And God, uh, yeah, it is pretty depressing to read. And yeah, stop watching football if you're a fan, at least for now.
1: Okay, Dave, same so question to you. What would you do?
3: Right, How if would I'm you an call? Everton fan, if I'm an Everton fan, I hate everyone right I'm so bitter about the world and angry mm-hmm. about everything and I just hate it all At that squad that we've expensively assembled it should be challenging for top four <laughs> and insert excuse here is the reason that it's not so probably the manager that's that's usually our, our go-to clearly the league and everyone, VAR, the referees, the pundits, they all love Liverpool and so they're conspiring to make sure Liverpool win the title. And quite frankly, I'm going to go on holiday for a year. Now, can I go and take a bath? Because after that role play, I do feel quite dirty. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you how I would deal with things and then I'm going to ask Justin how he would deal with things and then he's going to ask his second question again because guess what? This professional has forgotten the second question. So this is what I would do. I would take it upon myself to build a time machine and go back to 95 or the 80s, the good days, and I'd go back there and relive them. That's what I would do if I was a Everton fan because the future and the present look very bleak. Justin, what would you do? And then ask your second question again.
4: Since 1995, you haven't a zombie, you haven't been a zombie, you haven't been a zombie. Sorry. 1995. Sorry, I'll shut up. Justin. Justin.
5: Yeah, yeah, I cut was... up. <laughs> I would probably I mean I don't know that I'd be able to quit watching football, and I have some experience with You keep dropping out, bud uh I know it, it's not I don't know what's happening. An Everton
1: fan that be... is controlling his Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, Justin's gone back to nineteen ninety five
3: He's hit that magic spot, he's Doc Brown, and he's hit 1.21 gigawatts and headed back.
1: Does anyone remember Justin's second question?
3: It, it was about Lovren, a Lovren hat trick, but I, missed, yeah. I missed, missed the first bit of
4: it. Yeah, so he was just asking about what we thought about Lovren, basically, because of what he did. Ah, uh,
1: okay, because, okay, I think I get the gist of it. Okay, um, Dave, I'm going to come to you first. I- I'm going to try... Um doing alternative facts here and assume what Justin was asking okay so Dejan Lovren i mean i think he got really good praise um i think for me and Doyle I-, I saw a tweet from him um praising him however um i think it was something along the lines of um he's done really well today because of course he got that ass- that assist you know that lovely ball over to yeah. Divock Origi great control but also he was at fault for two or uh, you know questionable for the two Everton goals. So was that his hat-trick, basically? You know, it's we we speak about a mixed bag performance and you said it as well, that Lalana he did some good stuff and then some mediocre stuff and then some unnecessary stuff. Uh, Dejan Lovren being Dejan Lovren here.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I I just never feel comfortable when he's there. (laughs) And he's done okay. And again, I think the problem is with Lovren. You know he's going to play well for somewhere between four to six games and he's going to be solid. And then he's just going to have a game where he he just does something stupid. And and it may not be a glaring error, but you look at it and you think, well, if that was Matip or Gomez, you know, he'd he'd probably have done better there. It was an absolutely stunning ball to Origi for for his goal. Outstanding. So I'll put that in his highlights. But definitely he was at fault. So, you know, he's got a couple of of lowlights there. I thought he was poor... Uh, defensively Uh, but then again uh, for a highlight there was a ball that came across the box in the second half and uh, I I think it was Calvert-Lewin who's just looking to tap it in at the far post and he he stretched out and managed to get a a foot on it and put it away for a corner so you know just another mixed bag I'll be so much happier when Matip is back I'd Honestly, prefer Gomez to be in there. No, Gomez hasn't quite recaptured the form from last year. Um, but yeah, you, again, you know what you're going to get from Lovren, don't you?
1: you do know what you're going to get from Lovren. think I'm going to come to you. I mean, let's, you know, I think, you know, Dejan Lovren, he had a pretty all right game against Napoli. I thought he played pretty well for most parts. You know, he did all right and he got a goal as well. Um, I thought he was pretty good against Brighton, you know, so those are two really positive performances, kind of back-to-back for him. You know, give credit where it's due. Talk to me about him in this game because I felt like he, I felt like the pace and the tempo in the first half made it quite tough for our defence in general, in my opinion. I thought it was quite like a needly kind of game. And I think a lot of the crosses and even some of the counter-attacking from Everton, I felt like because of the way we were set up, I think maybe that could have like thrown him and Liverpool off in general.
2: Yeah, I think start of the game, I don't think we were very good down our right side. You you saw three, four times when Virgil was screaming at Trent to get closer and block crosses. Uh, And with Lovren, yeah, uh, as Dave said, again, you you know this is what you're getting. Uh, he'll make some some fantastic interventions and then be stupid like like that. The second Everton goal, I have no idea how that ball that ball has crossed him. Uh, a centre back in that position should be clearing it. Um, but yeah, just before that he's made he's made that intervention for the corner and then we counter from the corner and scored our fourth. Uh, I mean I'm tired of talking about you know how Lovren is. This Jekyll and mm. Hyde, Jekyll and Hyde, really because poof, uh, you you get you get some really really good stuff. And I think uh, the second after day, he he was good. Uh, you know, he didn't allow Richarlison to get past him. He he was strong. Uh, he was good. And that after, I don't know what he was doing for the first goal. Uh, both him and Robertson, but him, him him more than Robertson. Second goal, as I said, he should have cleared it, and then. He plays that pass to Origi. Uh, yeah, I, I like Dave said. I, I, I'm really happy when when Matip comes back, uh, which mm. doesn't look like it's going to be soon. Uh, so that that we might have to be seeing Lovren, uh for a little while longer.
1: Yeah, um, I think Justin might be back. Justin, either. He's just teasing us. It just says he's online. He's not really. <laughs> We're just going to assume that he agrees with us.
3: Can I just add as well, so I've seen teams come to Anfield and, and really mm. press the defence, mm. you know, so it makes it hard for us to, to play out from the back. And, and it, you know, it really puts the the centre-backs and the full-backs under pressure. I thought Everton really stood off us and and just, they pressed a little bit, but it was all a bit half assed So I thought in possession, I, I don't think Lovren was really made to work particularly hard. You know, he didn't have a lot to do, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I think that contributes to it as well. I think, and I think that is where you get more from Matic because he is, you know, so much better in possession and, and I think Gomez is as well.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Um, uh... I've got like a little point here from Sam... Evans, um, who was actually at the game today, so I'm going to read his little takeaways from that game. Shaq was great today, kept the ball brilli- brilliantly and broke the lines really well with his clever flicks and tricks. I was really impressed. Origi, likewise, held the ball up really well and scored two lovely goals. Ginny really stood out too as well as um, Electric Mane, although he obviously missed his sitters. It's mad that in it? He could have had a hat-trick and he still gets man of the match because he was exceptional today. I agree with you. Mane was playing on a different level though at times what a player uh, yeah could not agree more we, we will kind of discuss that in a in a in a second um right guys let's <laughs> let's talk about some of these goals I feel like you know that's where we've gotta go uh I think I'm gonna come to you no squeaky bum time for Liverpool it took Liverpool just under six minutes for Divock Origi to open up the scoring. I mean, what an absolutely gorgeous ball to Divock Origi by Sadio Mane. I mean, w- talk to me about that. How did you feel? I thought all the goals were quite lovely today, if I'm honest. They were like really gorgeous goals. Nothing scrappy, which kind of further puts across that there is technical ability and class in this team past the starting front three.
2: Yeah, the first goal I think, my favourite of the five we scored. Uh, Just because of the Mane pass. Um, There's there's no other reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, you generally don't associate that kind of passing with Mane. Uh, And I think that that makes it a bit more special that he's done it so early in the derby. Uh, We've we've not really scored against Everton in recent years. So comes that five minutes in, does that, brilliant. Uh, And Origi, I mean, in that position, uh, I thought he did brilliantly. Yes, Pickford was in no-man's land. Pickford, was, Pickford, I thought, had a, had another horrendous game. Uh, but to take it around him, calm, finish. Uh, I'm just reading uh, a tweet from somebody and they posted pictures from uh, Milner's book uh, where he writes about Origi saying, uh, Origi is the guy who... How can I be stressed if this guy is floating around on planet Origi, super chill, smiling, leaving a trail of his possessions behind him? Uh, <laughs> Uh, if someone leaves, has ever left anything on the plane or the bus, it will always be Debok. <laughs> so it, it's that kind of relaxed atmosphere that's coming. Six six minutes in, we're one nil up. We're two nil up. Ten minutes later, and goodbye, Everton. <laughs>
1: For sure, absolutely. I, I love that quote. And you know what, it made me smile because he always looks really lost when he scored. But there's another time where he looked really lost. Remember the game against Leicester City where it got a bit of fisticuffs, I think, between Andy Robertson and Perez from Leicester. And everyone kind of got into this massive scrap. And Origi was just stood behind them, like, completely oblivious to it all. And gormless. like, <laughs> what is going on? And I could not stop laughing. I was like, this is just classic Divock Origi. I mean, talk to me about that goal, Um Dave, because it was gorgeous.
3: It was, and I, and I completely agree. I think we're we're trying to build up a library of just beautiful goals at the minute because I think all of the five, in their own way, were really good tonight. But
1: and you know what, I think Everton defensively were a bit horrendous as well because there's a lot of space, which is why these gorgeous balls were just flawless.
3: Yeah, I mean they they are shit, aren't they? I mean <laughs> let's let's not dress it up. So, but you you can only beat what what's in front of you and this is their cup final you know so they were always going to get up and this is why i i hate these games you know going into them be, because they they just they treat it like a cup final and it's so gnarly and so to get that early goal it did settle me down but you know that pass through to Origi. like I say i don't i don't want to underplay lall's role in that as well because i think yeah. the weight of his pass he started to Lave was it really yeah. good yeah mm. but just it was like a, a kind of snooker pass, you know, when you watch professional snooker and the the way they control the white ball and get the spin on it and the weight of it, just absolutely perfect, so it drops exactly where they need it to be. It was like that, and you know, still Divock, I think to to that first touch could have still gone horribly, you know, so he could have took it too wide, and it was just a perfect first touch, takes it round the keeper. And again, I'm glad they got Jordan Pickford because I think he's shit. And uh, you know, I, I do think another keeper maybe reads that a bit better, but he didn't, and it, it was just a beautiful goal.
1: England's number one keeper, people, and I have longer arms than him. So, make that <laughs> what you uh... are.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, I, th- I think you know the first goal. I think is about positioning. Definitely mm-hmm. Divok's second goal, you know, I don't want to ruin us talking about that one, but definitely for a well, second let's, let's goal, go a let's, different... let's, let's talk about
1: Divok's yeah. goals, yeah, let's just do Divok first, let's just clean him up, go on, talk to me about his second, then I'll go to Adi.
3: Yeah, so as we said, you know, brilliant ball from Lovren, but Divock's still got a massive amount to do, that first touch oh, yeah. was so, so good. And again, we sort of take, take it for granted that this squad can just do that, and it, over the past 20, 30 years, I've watched many, many players that, that would not be able to do that, uh, but so brilliant first touch, but Divock doesn't get it in the middle of the goal or anything, and all short arms there. again, I can't help look at it and think a different keeper you know might make him work a bit harder for that yes. I mean, what, what do you guys reckon?
1: I think so. I'm um, I, I know he's absolutely dreadful. I I was rooting for him against Leicester and it was horrible. <laughs> let me tell you, you know, like you just knew there was a clangor there. I'm not gonna lie, I did what Everton to win over the weekend against Leicester because I'm I'm strategically thinking about the table. Um I'm gonna to come to you about second goal because when people think about DiVocorriga they just think he's gonna like sort of goal porch or he's just this big commanding striker who might just head the ball. But he's Control for that love run pass, my God! The way he brings it, you know, brings it down, and the way he takes control of it. Talk to me about that because it was lovely. Again, finesse.
2: I, I think people get it wrong when they talk about Origi as this big striker who wins headers. I,
1: I don't see him win too many
2: headers, if I'm being honest. Uh, but, but yeah, I, technically that was so good. Uh, but, but yeah, like Dave said, uh, Pickford was. Pickford was nowhere. I, I have no idea what he was doing. I think I think he was anticipating that Origi wouldn't touch it, and he can he can catch it. And he was he was somewhere, but but what a touch! Uh, and yeah, again, uh, It it summed up how we played today because there were so many long balls. Uh, obviously, it was a plan uh, because I I've not seen us do do that Van Dijk or Lovren straight up as often as we did today. We mm. did it in the Champions League final, but that was that, that that was that was a terrible game. But today it looked like a genuine plan. We we obviously spotted a weakness. Um, uh, we were talking about this on the WhatsApp group, uh, and Guy Drinkle said the weakness in Everton's defense was Pickford, Keane, Mina, Hallgate, CDB, and Diniya. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the
1: linesmen was solid then,
3: right? <laughs> apart from uh, that, they were great.
2: <laughs> yeah, apart from, but I think. Even without the usual front three that we had over the last couple of years, if we've seen something, it's that playing a high line where the back three is a recipe for disaster against, yeah. And Marco Silva went and did that today. Uh, pretty much sums up why he's going to get sacked in the morning or if he's not already been sacked.
1: Maybe he did it on purpose because he just wants to get his Christmas shopping done. And he wants- off. That's okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go batshit. But Adi, I'm gonna stick with you. We 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 talked about dibokarigi 's goals, and you know they were both magnificent. Let's talk about Shakiri's goal against Sadio Omani with his second assist. What I really liked about this um, goal was um Adi, and I'll let i let you have the floor once I'm done. Was um he has the ball, and in the box you see Di and Lalana and. Shakiri comes in much later, and he kind of swerves the ball, and Shakiri just connects to it perfectly, and I love that because there's already two options, and in sneaks in Shakiri, who's you know not the slightest, and you know he's he's quite a big brute. The fact that he just kind of made himself available, like just amazing.
2: Yeah, I love that run. It's a very Mm. Salah type. It's a very Salah esque Mm. run, uh, which is which is why I loved it. Uh, You know. there's so many questions being asked about Salah, his recent form, this that, and you know, and yet <laughs> there was so much anger when Shakiri started today ahead of Salah. Uh, so I love the fact that he did a Salah, made that run, uh, clinical finish uh, <laughs> when Pickford wasn't saving. Pickford wasn't saving that for sure. Uh, but again, Mane, poof. Uh, but that ball from Trent, I think we'd yeah. be, be doing a disservice if we don't talk yes. about that. Uh, I think it will be spoken about for a long time. Uh, I'm not sure how long, though, because he might just do something similar on Saturday and then we would be saying, we'll speak about that pass for a long, long time. Uh, uh, which, was, which was good from Trent, because until that point, I thought he was a, he was a little shaky in the game. Uh, he, was, he needed to calm down, and I think that, yeah. that, one, that one ball really calmed him down. And, uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, we need to ensure that right foot really do.
1: We do, we do. We absolutely do. I mean, yeah, I completely forgot the fact that Trent just played this gorgeous ball to Sadio Mane. But you know what? It's like copy and paste for Trent Alexander-Arnold because he seems to be deemed that week in week out. But I agree, it did deserve a shout out. I mean, what did you make of that goal? I mean, I, I love the intelligence of Shaqiri there in the box, like a fox in the box. What did you think, Dave?
3: Yeah, again, just a, another beautiful goal, isn't it? Starting off with that Crossfield pass and and again he's just got his own little highlight reel, Trent hasn't he? With these and he's just such a Rolls Royce. And I think I don't know if the Everton players were complaining. I, I don't know if they thought it was it was a handball or something. It never was from Marnay, but I do think Marnay just looked a, a little bit better than everyone else on the pitch today. I, I yeah. think he just looked like that different player. And so when everyone's so focused on him. You know, you just need some intelligent running. And it was a great run from Shakiri Again, I don't think it was I don't think it was unsavable. It wasn't the most powerful shot in mm. the world. And and when he connected with it, I thought, oh, he balls it up here. And, and then it goes in and I'm off, off the sofa again. <laughs> so, you know, it it, it, it it when it hits the back of the net, it's a good finish. Um, but I do think it was savable. But again, it it would have been a disservice to to just the whole move. It was so good to watch.
1: It wasn't. You know what? Mane's crossing today was majestic. Everything was precise, pinpoint. And I think that was largely down to the fact that, you know, there was um, a lot of space for the front three to operate And Like you've just said there, Dave, you know, the fact that he had a load, everyone was so occupied with Mane that they completely forgot the threat of like Divock Shakavian. You know, in that regard as well, even Adam Lalana, you know, like there was more focus around him, what most, um, what Sadio Mane was doing there. So I think that really kind of played in into Liverpool's hand. Dave, I'm going to stick with you. Talk to me about Sadio Mane's goal because um, this is professional podcasting. I've completely forgotten his goal.
3: Uh, let me think now <laughs> which one that was. So we've talked about Origi's... Right, so it was, it was another counter-attack, wasn't it? So I think um, uh, Virgil van Dijk gets gets the head to it at the back. Um and then actually, Mane again. He just plays it beautiful, weighted pass. So so Trent's heading down the left, isn't he? And again, I think it was Lallana making the run on the right, and I'm thinking, you know, oh, he's, he's going to be offside here. Um, and he, he just plays the not obvious ball to inside to Mane. And honestly, I thought he took it too early. <laughs> and as soon as he gets his foot behind it, a bit of a pessimist, as, as you can probably see when I'm when I'm not at the ground. So I, I think he's taken that too early. Pickford's going to save that. And it just nestles in the corner. And ah, again, so good. I, I feel like I'm a broken record here. But just every goal was so good to watch. It was all devastating attacking football.
1: Oh, excellent. You know what, Dave? I've got an assignment for you. You've got to think about this. You've got to think of Pickford and what comic book uh, villain or character would he be. All right, well, think about it, that.
3: I, I... I It's hard. I mean, it's not from a comic book, but from Toy Story. It's hard not to think of him as Rex.
1: For fuck's sake!
3: (laughs) (laughs) But I will think of a comic book character. But Rex is the one that comes immediately to mind.
1: Okay. 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 I'm going, to, I'm going to come back to you on that one because I'm intrigued. Uh, Adi, what did you... I mean, Mane deserved the goal. He actually deserved the hat-trick today, to be fair. He was that good. He could have had a hat-trick today. I mean, what did you just make of his performance and the goal in general?
2: Uh, the goal? Uh, I thought, why are you shooting from there? Why are you shooting from there with your left foot? You can go... <laughs> you can. The, the, the space ahead of you is Jordan Pickford. <laughs> uh, but... It's probably it's probably what he thought. It's Jordan Pickford. I can shoot with my left foot from here and still score. But but yeah, I think uh, he starts off that move as well uh, after Van Dyke clears it. Uh, I don't know who he beat, but there was one dribble which he got past the player, then set Trent on his way, and then he was on his bike. Uh, unbelievable. Should have got those two goals at the end. 5-2 uh, is brilliant. 7-2 would have been even better. 7-2... Uh, for me, with two Jordan Henderson assists right at the end. Yeah, his crossing was pretty <laughs>
1: exceptional as well. He uh, as well. Yeah, uh,
2: Look, when, when, when Hendo's crosses are, are working as well as they did, you know that you're shit, Everton. <laughs> uh, the, those cross-field balls, the number of times that Hendo's tried that, it, it was not similar, but uh, he tries to cross, the, the Trent cross that he tries all the time never works. And then there's two... Two, two passes in three minutes, which should have been two assists. So, yeah, we, we take all this with a pinch of salt thanks to uh, the, the, the neighbours, the lovely neighbours.
1: The lovely neighbours. And Adi, their last goal. And of course, you know, there was some... We spoke about Jordan Henderson there. He came on for Adam Lalana, of course. And, you know, he could have had two assists himself today. So the crossing was great. Roberto Firmino comes on for Divo Origi. And then later on, of course, Trent goes off and Gomez comes on just because I think he was on a yellow card. And like he said, it was a bit of a, a nervy game. But let's talk about uh, a nervy game for him. You know, you were know, scared because, you know, tension was mounting up. But let's talk about the last goal. I mean... Roberto Firmino comes on and he's just sort of toying and dancing around, you know, their, their defender. I can't remember the lad's name. And then Gini Wijnaldum is the Gini Wijnaldum of Holland. He's in the box. He's ready. And he uh, shoots yeah, it was, and it's, yeah.
2: It was Mason Holgate that uh, Firmino did that too. Uh, so he probably remembered the the shove into the main stand a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> but talking about Gini, I was, I was there uh, when uh, the Netherlands won 5-0. Uh, last month and he Ooh. scored a hat-trick and he scored a hat-trick and I'm like, why can't you do this for Liverpool? Why don't you do this for <laughs> Liverpool? <laughs> you, because it's, it's, it's there for everyone to see that the man can be a goal scorer. I, I think he's got more goals than anybody for the Netherlands this, this season, even the likes of Memphis Depay and all. Uh, wow. So, so yeah, if, if he can do that. Of course, uh, it, it's different roles and all of that, but he's uh, finishing uh, in recent weeks, he, when he's had chances, he's, he's either rushed shots or uh, not had enough power in them. And this one, yeah, puts it in the corner again at the risk of being repetitive. He he might not have had to put it in the corner because it was only Jordan Pickford, uh, but uh, he put it in the corner. Brilliant. And uh, for, for for me, no, I thought I thought until then. I didn't think he was very good in the twenty minutes that he was mm. on. Apart from that one moment, yeah, uh, because he gave the ball away. Nothing was sticking, and then and then he goes and does that. So, yeah, perfect end to what was an unbelievable night.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Dave, I'm going to come to you because um, I think the <laughs> there was somebody there who was trying to out Fox Firmino with the celebrations today. I love Juninho's goal <laughs> celebration.
3: Oh, he's I love Wijnaldum. He is just. Yeah. So, uh, how can you not love him? I think he's such an intelligent footballer mm. as well. You can basically play him anywhere. All right, maybe not in goals, but anywhere, and he does a job for the team. and I, And I know sometimes he's accused of going missing, and I, I quite often. And maybe I'm a bit of a Wijnaldum apologist, but I, I think some sometimes there's something going wrong with the system, and he looks poor, but that's because he's trying to do a job for the team. But you basically play him anywhere. And he's just fantastic. His feet are so quick, he's so intelligent. And you know, that smile when he scores that goal, yeah. it's just absolutely fantastic. But I mean what what about Firmino's role in it though? Mm. To me, this year, he just seems to play with an additional level of disrespect for the opposition this year. You know, he just his feet are so quick and he's been he's been great for a few years now, but he just seems to have got up another Few percent this year, and and again, I, there's not many players who would have done that on the left wing um, and go past that player like like he did. And so, you know, Wijnaldum still had a lot to do, but it was great again from from uh, Bobby.
1: It was, it was absolutely, and you know, I love Ginny Wijnaldum. I love it when he scores. I want him to score way more. And I think you know the fact that Adi, you know, we all knew. We all knew he scored a hat-trick for Holland. So we were like, can we please have some of that for Liverpool? So it's nice the fact that the midfield and him in particular has, you know, he's been backing on 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 the scoring side of things as well. Because last month, a lot of our midfielders did get a lot of goals. And that was pretty fucking awesome because we don't want to be heavily reliant on our strikers. But guys, it finished 5-2 and that is fucking exceptional. Anything you want to kind of talk about the game, any kind of standout? Um. I don't know, um, a performer well, or, or, or apart from the match?
3: Apart from the match, I, I, I think I've got another idea for my homework that you set me.
1: Okay. So I
3: don't know if you've seen the Deadpool movie. I have. Where he has to cut his own arm off or he cuts his hand off and he's got a little <laughs> <Yeah>. tiny <laughs> hand. <laughs> right. That's Pickford.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's fucking brilliant. That's brilliant. I love that. I love that. Okay. So there you go deadpool with little hands okay adi what about you any any takeaways from that game anything you want to get off your chest any observations i'm I've I've got one for you um when you saw the team lineup we've not gone there yet when you saw the team lineup and Klopp makes five changes i mean i want to get your thoughts what did you think did you think oh my god are we is Klopp being intelligent or resting players or do you think he was just bantering them off the park
2: Uh, My first reaction was, what on earth is that? Uh, I'll be perfectly honest, I didn't expect it. uh, And I don't think anyone did because uh, these are the kind of games that he generally doesn't go off from the tried and tested. Mm. Uh, I I know that he started Dominic Solanke in a derby a couple of years ago, but he generally, it's Fabinho, Henderson, Wijnaldum, uh, Salah, Mane, Firmino and the back four. He generally doesn't veer away from that. He'd probably had Milner in place of Fabinho today if if what I was thinking pre-match was right. Uh but yeah, yeah, I again, uh what do we know? What does Twitter know? We definitely don't know better than Jürgen Club.
1: No, we absolutely don't. What what did you think, Dave? Because either way, I mean, fucking hell, the fact that you can make five changes. And it kind of, for most parts, you know, when you look at the result on paper and you know what, they scored five goals, they they seem to have slotted in, which makes you think how bad were Everton? Because five <laughs> changes to your starting 11 that you play week in, week out and you can't deal with them. Essentially, they were kind of like second team players. It's a bit embarrassing. But what did you make of it?
3: Yeah, I think a few things were, were going around in my head at the time. So, obviously, we're so used to seeing that front three. And, you know, if he's going to rest one, you think, you know, that's how he's going to do it. But to see, you know, to rest two out of the three and then to have Lolana in the midfield as well. I, I was a bit nervous. And then my mind goes to, you know, our fan base. You know, we have played 15 games and won 14 of them and drawn the other one. We've We've dropped two points. This team is amazing. But we are so desperate to win that league. I just knew. I didn't even have to look at social media. I knew there'd be you know people jumping off the ledge. Oh, what's Klopp doing? And um, I had to do a last-minute bit of shopping before the before the match. And so mm. I had the radio on and everyone's going, oh, you know, he's made a massive mistake here. And this wasn't – I can't remember who it was. It was on Talk Shite. I, I can't remember who it was. And I just thought, oh, you know what? People, the knives are gonna be out. Tomorrow morning, you know, everyone, if if we don't win it, not even if we lose, but if we don't win it, you mm. know, Klopp's made a massive mistake. But then my mind kind of went to, I tell you what, if we win this, what an absolute fuck you to Everton. I fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what utter disrespect. No, nah, you're not Man City, you're not you're not Chelsea, you're not Tottenham, you're not in the top tier. I don't even have to play the best, t- the best players against you. I'm going to play, you know, my a lot of my second string and we're still going to dick you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, for me, yeah, that game was absolutely um You know, the first half in particular, the tempo and everything, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? You know, I'm so glad that things kind of calmed down a little in the second half. You know, um, uh, you know, the fact that we kind of bought the tempo a little back because, you know, it was a bit too much to take. But it's so crazy the fact that the two games that have been like, what the fuck, was the Arsenal game in the Carabao Cup where we played a lot of our youngsters and our B team. And they entertained me, like, ridiculously. And th- this first half of football did the exact same. So it just goes to show that maybe Klopp and his reserves are like, The ones that kind of really turn up the energy for you and like really kind of do some mad stuff. Right, guys, I think we pretty much discussed the entire game. Man of the match, I kind of know where everyone's going to vote, but I'm going to ask anyway. I mean, Dave, I'm going to come to you. Who is your man of the match?
3: Well, I think you know where I'm going to go. But, you know, you've got to give an honorary mention to Origi. I thought he was Mm -hmm. brilliant. It seemed to me like they might be playing a slightly different way quite often when... Origi's playing up top. He's trying to do that Bobby role and he falls short. So we always end up making that comparison, you know, of how that, you know, he's more of a false nine, isn't he? Whereas Mm. to me, he seemed to be more of a genuine number nine. Yeah, I thought he was solid, you know, before he came off there. Fullbacks, awesome again. I did think Trent was maybe playing the occasion a bit. You know, Steven Gerrard used to do the same sometimes, and and lose his head in the derbies. I thought, yeah, he left his foot
1: on a few of them players as well. Did he today?
3: He did, he did, and it, it it was having my mind cast back to Gerrard. So I I think he kept it better. I think Gerrard got sent off a few times, but yeah, I thought Wijnaldum was great again. But as I said before, Mane was just a class above everyone else and it's just a shame he didn't end up with the match ball because I I do think if he'd have gone down when he rounded Pickford, I think he clipped him, he goes down there, it's a definite penalty and it frustrates the hell out of me when people say about players, oh they go down too easy, well that's why they go down because if they don't go down, they don't get the decision. So I think he's probably made the wrong call there to, to not go down, but Still the best player on the pitch for me.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I love those shouts as well, by the way. And what about you, Adi? Um, I'm I'm guessing I know where we're yeah.
2: Uh, I think Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can yeah. hear you fine.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah, it, it's a no-brainer. Uh, but but I think Shakiri deserves a mention. He was mm-hmm. outstanding. uh and the rest that Dave covered, I thought I thought Jeannie uh, was superb. Trent was very good. Uh, special mention to Robbo and uh, the, the grin when Tom Davis faced up to him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. Uh, so, special mention for that. Um, and I think my probably my last word on will be uh, just seeing Simon Brundish's tweet calling Origi Batman. So, because he has a goal or assist every 58 minutes when he's playing under the lights.
1: He does. <laughs> man of the match is Pickford.
2: <laughs> That's a good shout, to be
3: fair.
1: That is a good shout. I like that. I do like that. I mean, for me, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go with um, the exact same as well. Sadia Mane. I'm going to give a little bit of a shout-out to the referee, maybe. Um, I don't think he had a clangor, which is quite nice. You know, the fact that it was maybe because the game wasn't so cutthroat and maybe the, the referees and under the microscope all so much because they were just far and away and out of sight. But, um, as a whole, he didn't offend me as referees usually do. But Sadio Mane for me was absolutely majestic. The fact that two of his buddies weren't playing and he had to sort of play with them, um, you know, new, new kids on the block. And I, I thought he, he mentored them and, um, shepherded them the right way you know, and like like Dave said, he was a class above, and I feel like his performance inspired everyone around him. So Sadio Mane for me as well, and I'm kind of gutted that he didn't get um, the hat-trick ball as well. Um, just wonderful stuff by him. Right, guys, that is the end of the Nina Kaza show. A massive thank you to all you people that joined us. A huge thank you to all our callers. I Loved all your calls, all your shouts. Um, I'm just going to go around and get um, uh, some some plugs now. So Adi, I'm going to come to you. What are you up to? Where can people find you, and just all that good stuff?
2: Yeah, people can find me on the Anfield Index site. Uh, generally, writing only post match pieces these days, um, and yeah, pretty much that.
1: Awesome, awesome. And what's your Twitter handle?
2: Uh, Aditya N underscore twenty eight.
1: I should know that I'm always publishing your articles. Shame on me. Thank you. Do follow <laughs> Ardi. He is an excellent follow. Absolutely excellent follow. And Dave, I'm going to come to you. Where can people find you on Twitter? Where can they find more of your work? Um, I've loved having you on talking about football, but the floor is yours.
3: No, it's been absolutely brilliant to be here. So if you want to catch some of my stuff, so I focus more on the comic book movies and TV shows, so if you search in your podcast catcher or the AI app for Comics and Motion, you'll be able to find us there. Um Twitter's Comics and Motion P or me personally, I'm on Raging Base UK.
1: Give both of these guys a follow. Uh for me, um, please do um download the app, the Unfield Index app, join Discord as well, contact Gags. Um, also I do like little videos on Instagram as well. If you are on Instagram, um you can check out my content there it's at it's at the nina cows show. that is my instagram handle thank you so much for listening guys i hope you enjoyed that and i hope you know it's just um on upwards and you know just Fucking hell, what is wrong with me? It is late, people. It's nearly midnight. (laughs) Let's hope it's, you know, us going on to bigger and better things and we've successfully ruined the Evs Christmas yet again. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Take care and up the reds.